If you've ever found yourself passionately curious, the type to soak knowledge and question the how and why, and think you might have the curiosity to push past average, push all the way to limitless, then welcome to Sales Network One. Sebastian Vivacqua is an expert on the human connection of sales in life and business, and he's here to evolve our thinking about the psychology of selling. You'll also hear from sales heroes, growth addicts, and rising stars on their strategies, methodologies, and techniques all tools you can use for your own limitless growth. It's the concepts, the fundamentals, even things you've heard before, but presented in a way that just makes sense. Now, let's get into it. Stu, what a privilege to have you in the show. Can't believe that I have you here. Thank you so much. It's, it's, I'm, I'm so grateful for this. Sebastian, I'm so happy to be here with you right now. And I, I, I can see it's dark where you are. I mean, this is what, what a cool thing. You're in <laughs> London and I'm, I'm on Whitby Island, just north of Seattle. And we get to just hang out like we're in the same room. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a nomad. I'm in Portugal now. I'm a nomad. I, I was oh. mentioning to you, like my background changes oh. all the time. Like a fun fact that in the last 10 years, I moved 18 times. So, uh, <laughs> God, wow, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. But first of all, I, I would like to tell listeners, you know, get uh, the, the two books that I recommend you to get is How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. And it goes pair together with Get to Meeting. So if you get those together, oh, you can, yeah, <laughs> you you <laughs> still has them in the background. It's an amazing yeah. background that I'm seeing right now, if you, if you guys could see it. And those two go together. And, and I love to get started, you know, like Stu has been in so many podcasts. And if you like this interview, I will recommend you that my number, my favorite one that I, I, I love the interview that Stu get, had with uh, Mario Martinez Jr. in Social with Selling. That was an amazing. So if you like this interview, also jump into, into the Social with Selling with Mario Martinez and Stu Heineke. That was incredibly, incredibly powerful as well. But I wanted to ask you, uh, First of all, since you've been in a lot of podcasts, can you share with us a fun fact that you haven't shared yet? And also, this, <laughs> okay. this is a, this, I'm going to ask you a very personal question here. How and when did you start getting into illustrations and cartoons? Okay, well, you know what's really funny is I was, I was going to mention to you that on that interview with, with Mario, he asked a question that nobody asks, but you just asked, which is, what's a kind of a, what's a sort of surprising thing about you that nobody knows? I think, well, she's I've been on podcasts so much. Well, okay, I'm married to a penthouse cover model. <laughs> For anyone, <laughs> that's so I didn't, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, so, I love that one. <laughs> um, you know, okay, I'm, well, you asked how how did I get involved with cartooning, and so uh, like, where did all that come from? Well, you know, I have to go back to when I was maybe eight or ten years old, and back then, um, my brothers and I figured out that my father kept his stash of Playboy magazines in his dresser drawer. And so we would sneak them out, you know, check them yeah. out, read through them. And, uh, and um, of course, we were looking at the pictures. I mean, why wouldn't, you know, of course. But I was also looking at the cartoons and I'm saying, oh, my God, these guys, who is this? Who, who are these guys who do this? this? That's amazing. And, you know, there were people like Gahan Wilson um, and Eldon Dadini and others and Michael Folks and so on. But Gahan Wilson... And, and Eldon Dadini, they had full-page, full-color cartoons every issue. 
And, um, and so, you know, when I was eight or 10 years old going, wow, oh my God, look at, look at what they're doing. Look at their artwork. It's inc- their artwork was incredible. The, the, the gags were funny. I mean, gay hands were always the sort of ghoulish, macabre, almost Halloweenish like stuff. Um, and, and so, well, you know, fast forward a number of years, those guys became part of my company. That, that was pretty cool. I, I, I brought in, um, I brought in uh, Gahan Wilson and Eldon Dadini, and then a bunch of people from the New Yorker magazine. Um, they, you know, they're the best cartoonists, or let's say some of the, I don't know. I, I mean, they're, they're great cartoonists all over the world. It's a universal thing, but, but they're some of the best cartoonists in the world. And, um, and I got, so here's the thing that I think is kind of interesting is when you think about the mentors that, we have in our lives, and maybe even the meetings that we have, the, the meetings that we get, because nothing happens without getting meetings, and that includes getting mentors. I, it was, I, my mentors were some of the best cartoonists in the world. It was really cool. I mean, it was like I was raised by wolves, <laughs> you know? I mean, so, I mean, and that wasn't, I mean, I, I studied marketing at, um, I mean, that's my, that's, that's what I studied in college. And so, um, you know, I'm trained as a marketer, but I, but I also really want, I guess I'm also trained by wolves <laughs> to be a cartoonist. <laughs> and the, th- the funny thing is they really, that seems like they don't mesh together at, at all, but they they certainly do. They're really useful. I mean, cartoons are really useful as marketing devices. So that, I mean, that's, yeah, how, that, that's, I guess that's probably the best answer I could give you. I love it. I love it. You you, you, share, you share some stuff already uh, that ha, ha, has haven't been shared in other podcasts. So uh, incredibly happy right there, and that's it's, an amazing story. It's so. getting hard to do. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know you've been in, in way too many. <laughs> I heard them all. I heard them all. <laughs> I'm being overexposed. I gotta hope not. But anyway, <laughs> no, it's 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 brilliant. So uh, for for me, I wanted to go deep into asking questions that uh, haven't been heard before. So I'm taking that advantage. And, and, and already getting that. So uh, that's amazing. And uh, in talking about that, you know, like I loved, uh, I, I can't get enough from hearing uh, the definition of contact marketing since you've created, you're the father of, of, of contact marketing. Uh, so I'd love to, to get into that part. And sure. maybe for all the listeners, especially for the listeners that I have, they'll probably wondering exactly what is it contact marketing, right? So, and maybe we should go deeper yeah. into asking why should it matter? And I know you, you have a lot of yeah, responses yeah. to that, of course. <laughs> well, you know, so the, I guess the thing is, um, when I first started out, I was using my cartoons to break through. I would send someone a cartoon about them. I'd make the cartoon about the recipient. And it was like a, it was just a secret weapon. I could get, I could get through to anyone. Um, and, and then I thought, well, you know, what, what's everyone else doing? How are they getting through to people? You know, it's, what are they doing? How do they, because obviously it's a universal need. How do we get meetings with people that are really difficult to reach? And the more I, the more stories I started collecting, the more I realized, wow, oh my God, you know, this is, there are just this whole collection of stories, let's say, this, this whole hidden um, uh, form of marketing out there that people are doing naturally. And they're just saying, I've got to get through to this person. How am I going to do it? And I know, oh, and then some crazy inspiration comes to mind and they come up with something really audacious and really, I mean, just so, and then they're, they're, it's just such entertaining 
stuff is stories. And so the more I looked into it, I just thought, I've got to write a book about this. Well, um, as I interviewed the people that I did, I interviewed the top sales thought leaders um, based on the, the biggest bloggers at the time in, in the sales space. So the, 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 the bloggers who had the biggest audiences, I figured, well, that's a good place to start. And I asked them, you know, when you absolutely have to re reach someone of great importance, but someone who's almost impossible to reach, how are you doing it? And they shared with me all these techniques, like they turned into 20 categories of campaign types or yeah, categories of, well, I call them contact campaigns. So 20 categories of contact campaigns. And then I asked all of them, I said, by the way, what is this thing? I mean, I'm doing it with cartoons, you're doing it with swords or whatever it is. What is it? What, what is this thing we're doing called? Is there a name for it? And we realized no one had a name for it. So I thought, great. Well, that's a, that's a big opportunity in a book to name a category of marketing that a lot of people have been doing for a long time. Do you know that Leonardo da Vinci was involved in a contact campaign? That's amazing. He, he created a contact campaign for, for one of the de Medici family's members to meet the Count of Milan. So, I, and and everyone's getting curious. So going too deeper into that story of, of Leonardo da Vinci, everyone's wondering, okay, how, how did that go? Well, I mean, he was, he was hired, he was commissioned. I mean, the de Medici family was, they were the patrons of all of these Renaissance artists all over Italy. And so they commissioned all these things. So, that, so one of them, I don't know which one it was, commissioned Leonardo to create a, um, um, a lute. So a musical, a stringed musical in instrument, but well, I don't know what he actually, I don't think he said, here's what I want you to create. He probably just, I mean, think about it. Leonardo da Vinci is your agency, your contact marketing agency now. Wow. Let him come up with his own ideas. So, um, so, so anyway, he was commissioned to come up with, let's say a gift to, um, to send to the Count of Milan to introduce himself. I mean, to, for the de Medici, we'll call him Pete de Medici, because I don't know who he is, which one he was, but let's say Pete. So Pete wanted to meet the Count, and, uh, and so he hired Leonardo to come up with something. And so Leonardo's mind was just crazy. And he came up with a, a lute, so it's a stringed instrument made out of, out of a horse's skull. And I don't know if it was actually the horse's skull or if he used it to create, let's say, maybe a brass casting of a skull. But anyway, that was the gift. And the Count loved it so much that, that from that point on, he and Leonardo became from that point on, lifelong friends. That's kind of cool. So I mean, that's that has, super that's kind of how contact marketing works. But anyway, well, you were asked about the, 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 um, the definition, and I, the definition I would give is that contact marketing is a fusion of marketing and selling. And usually, often those are very separate, almost warring factions within a company, but they're very separate. I've often, often heard them called silos. So very separate silos in an organization. But here, it's a fusion of the two. And, and it uses, um, I would say, often audacious forms of, it's, it's sort of these, these audacious means um, to reach people who are you know, clients, not clients, but prospects or, or uh, contacts within an account um, that are of great, great importance. So these are the people who can change the scale of everything. If they're, if, if you're, if you sell for a living, they're the, they're the dream clients that can change the scale of your career, right? Because they, they just, you know, the commissions are huge and they're, they're just huge. They're mega clients. They become exactly. mega clients. You call clients. it micro-focus campaigns, right? Micro-focus. Yeah. Because, um, we don't, 
there aren't many of those people. You, you just really don't, this is not about, this is the opposite of mass marketing. It's marketing to the handful of people who, again, who can change the scale of everything. So I don't know, maybe there's a hundred of those that you can identify in the world. I don't know. I mean, in my book, I said, concentrate on putting together a top 100 list because you really don't want to go beyond that. It could be one person. I mean, there, there are great stories in, um, in how to get a meeting with anyone. The first book um, about campaigns that went to just one person, but changed everything. Um, and, and so anyway, so the micro focus. Sorry. There's an amazing examples in your book. And there are, yeah. Why, why in the first part where I actually said that it should go together with your second book is because your second book really makes it more illustrative. So therefore, when you fuse both of them together, you really have uh, two books that are like an encyclopedia now. And, and contact marketing uh, at, at its best that you can go out there and apply, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Because actually, yes, the, the two books go together. How to get a meeting with anyone and get the meeting. Or the get the meeting is the latest one. And, and I wrote that one because... Um, when, when the first one came out, people, it was changing people's lives. It was amazing because, because it changes their results. And they were saying, they would share these stories, these amazing stories of what was happening as a result of using what's in the book. Um, and they said, but you know, the one thing that I really wished you would have included was, uh, was photography. I'm like, yeah, you know, gosh, yeah, it's not a picture book. I mean, how to get a meeting with anyone is not a picture book at all, except for my cartoons. <laughs> That doesn't really help a lot, you know, <laughs> in this re regard anyway. So, so get the meeting started as um, let's collect, um, let's say maybe 60 to 70 case studies. But this time there has to be photography of the uh, showing what the campaigns look like. And, you know, there are some really, there's some really interesting campaigns in there. Um, Absolutely. I and love, they're really I love visual. Them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. I mean, I, the one that's coming to mind just, because uh, is the the campaign that um, that one marketer did? They they used LinkedIn to to run to to do profile scrapes, and part of their scrape was they grabbed everybody's profile picture, and they had bobblehead dolls made up for each person of each person, I should say, and then sent invitations out and said, "Come." This was to pull them to their booth at a at a trade show, but come to our come to our booth we've got your bobblehead i mean it, it's, and it was the each of them was a, a, of each person that they invited which i think is pretty cool I man you see in the book you see this table filled with these bobbleheaded dolls and and they are the people that they're targeting and that's a pretty cool one it's amazing right? i mean well one thing that we have to to say wow and i'm, I'm going to take a step back as well and i'm going to say and I'm going to focus on, on, uh, on for, for everyone to, to listen again, you know, like the definition, because I really like it, how, how you say it, you know, like fusion of marketing and selling and with micro focus campaigns, right? And what I want to, I want to make it clear for everyone, why should it matter? Because you can increase your response rate to over hundred percent. Yeah. You're hearing that one actually, because I mean, yeah. for like, like you're like, you, like you say, you know, for marketeers, you know, like here and a hundred percent response rate. Now, this is not just 100%. This could be three, four hundred percent response rate. Yeah, that's a, power, that's a power of contact marketing. Now, who can do that? And that's why you had to put a name to, to contact marketing because only contact marketing can, can reach that response rate. And now everyone's probably wondering, okay, now let, let, I'll, I'll love to hear an example, right? And you yeah. have a lot of them, you know, so which one, which, one, which, which one would you like to pick as, as, as your best example to share with listeners? 
Man, well, you know, I, 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 so the metrics of contact marketing are totally off the scale and they're sort of like from another world, actually. And in fact, I think even saying these numbers is, is marketing heresy. You know, it's <laughs> in, in direct mail or direct response. If you get a 1% response rate, they, they used to say, if you, if you get a 1% response rate, that's about typical. There's really no such number. Yeah, I, but, I, but let's make it honest, so, right? At the same time, when, you, when, you're, when you're talking about 1% response rate, it's because we're using channels that are overcrowded, overcrowded in the yeah. sense like oh, yeah. every single person is using them, right? Yeah. So, uh, when, when you actually get to listen to what you're doing in contact marketing, not everyone takes the effort to go through contact marketing. And I'm going to say, because it's not easy, and, and for everyone that is listening to this, it is over 100% or over 100% response rate because we, it, it still makes it very simple, and that's a, that's a, that's a great part. But you have to take the efforts to be able to apply contact marketing properly. And I'm, I'm saying that because I'm in the process of trying to apply contact marketing and, I, and make it to that, mm. a really personal level, right? And I know that once, nice. once I reach to, to AV, AV, start A-B testing contact marketing, I know that I'm going to start getting those high results you're, you're, you're mentioning. And some of, the top, yeah. some of the examples that I like, for example, there was, there was one, um, what was it with the knives, uh, with, with the Cutco knives? Yeah, yeah, yes. That was a great oh, yeah. example. Oh, I, I, I love that one. I can't get that's a great one. to that one. That's a great one. And I should also explain um, how someone can get over 100% response, right? Because they're probably going, wait, 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 what? Yeah, right? yeah what? Exactly. And, and I'll just explain really quickly, because maybe that, that'll sort of segue to, to the other story about the knives. But the way you get 100% response rate, it's really, I was going to say it's really simple. It's really hard to do. But but the, the idea that the, the you know, the, the concept is actually really simple. When you are sending, when you're doing something, uh, bringing something to someone that is so astounding, so surprising, um, so audacious and so clever that they can't help them help but share it with other people, they spread your campaign. So you can get, and, and those people can, can also be responding to it. So that's how it's, it actually is also about your campaign. I guess it's really about your campaign going viral a bit. Um, but in person, yeah. yeah, and then and then of course, then if it, if it has, then the response to the to the campaign also goes beyond a hundred percent of what whoever you sent it to, right? I mean, that that's sort of the, I guess that's the way that works. Um, and and I might maybe I should explain with a little story that might might help. I love to. I love to. Um, yes. So in in um, in in get the meeting, I also came up with a, a new form of contact. Uh, campaign which replaces business cards. So it's a pocket campaign. It's something you launch from your pocket, but it and it and it probably looks like just the coolest business card you've ever seen, but it actually operates on a completely different well strategy, certainly, which is that we want we want them to we want to we want them to play with it. We want them to, you know, use it. We don't want them to throw it away or put it in a box. So it starts out with it with whatever it is that you're handing out has to be a um, has to be an involvement or an engagement device. But then it leads further to there's has to be a reason to go from the device to a page that you have waiting that sets a pixel, a tracking pixel, so that you can start running retargeting ads. So they that enrolls them in your in your digital persistence campaign. So business cards don't do that. They I mean today they don't do that. They they seek to try to make us look impressive 
and it isn't working. I mean, they still end up in boxes or thrown away. <laughs> you know, they still end up being irrelevant, essentially, or inert. But um, but if the card was, let's say, a tool that is, um, there's a, I, I'm sorry, I don't have one on my desk to show you, but let's say the size of a business card or a credit card, the size of a card of that, but also the thickness of a credit card, but it's made of metal and it has all these punch outs so that it's actually a multi-tool. You know, it's a, it's a bottle opener and it's a wrench and it's a, you know, a box opener and a letter opener and all that. Um, and, but it's not labeled all the functions. They're not labeled. So, so you, you have your, your, um, your logo and your contact details on it. But on the flip side, you have a URL to, to go to, to see a video on how to use the tool. So that's, that is known as a jump offer. And the, the tool, the, the, the page where the, the video resides that explains how to use the tool is the jump page right. element of, of the pocket campaign. And so then that, so you, you end up going to the pages to see, oh, okay, so now I see how to use the thing and I'm going to keep it in my wallet. I'm not going to throw it away or put it in a box. I have, then I have a multi-tool in my, in my wallet. That's incredible. So for exactly. emergencies, that's and a great I mean, thing. If we can, we can just tell exactly directly, for example, to trainers, right? One of the best, one of them, an amazing example that you gave with a pocket campaign is for example, a trainer that you just, you, you actually normally give a business card. And this is the thing I retired on business cards because they just are, are useless. If you, if you don't, in the case that you're doing a pocket, pocket campaign, that's another, that's another whole ball game. It's a different story. That's, that's contact marketing yeah. right there because you, the trainers could, could create a pocket campaign where they get, uh, people start training out of their little, out of their uh, business card. So the yeah. little business card flips through and there is an entire training of how they can get started with, with, with doing training. And I love that example yeah, that you shared. That's a great way. That's one, that was one of your, of, uh, of your customers from the, from the pocket campaigns and it was incredibly successful. That's an example right there of three, 400% response rate just because of the referrals. Yeah. Someone said, yeah. Oh, Hey, did you, did you check out, did you check out this, this, uh, this, uh, um, uh, business card you know like it, it's got me training yeah, look already at this guy's business card oh my god and you look at it and you go wow okay you know i mean the my favorite story of, and when i was researching these was this one card that was printed on a piece of sheet rubber so it's the size of a business card traditional business card but they put it on a jig and stretched it first and then they printed it on the jig so after the ink cured and dried they take it off the jig of course it returns to its original shape but all of the details are now squeezed together so you can't read them and so people, if you, that card, if you just hand it to someone, they naturally grab it on both ends and stretch it to, they have to do that to read it. So, well, that was how, that was how this one guy's business card was made. And he was telling me oh, that, it, awesome. it went, yeah, so whenever he'd go out to, let's say a pub and they get, get into a conversation with someone and, you know, what do you do? What do you do? Well, here's, they'd exchange cards. Well, you know, the other person hands out this stiff paper card with a logo on it and please, please, please think I'm impressive kind of strategy. But then the other guy hands out this little floppy piece of rubber because, <laughs> well, here's mine. <laughs> and then the person takes it they, because they you know, just naturally take both ends, stretch it. It reveals it's Paul Nielsen's card. He's a fitness trainer. And guess what? He already has you exercising. You're already doing it right now, right there at the bar. So, you know, they would say, oh my God, can I keep this? Sure. And so they take it, they keep it in their pocket and, whip it out every time they uh, 
you know, anytime they were, they talk to a colleague or a friend, they go, by the way, check out this card this guy gave me. And everyone grabs it and stretches it. Look at that. He's already has you exercising. They have a good laugh. And, and Paul said that every time he handed one of those cards out, people had so much fun with it. And it directly, it was a direct demonstration of how much fun it is to work out with Paul for, you know, his, sort of his philosophy of working out, it should be fun. And, and they, like they got it immediately and they just, oh my God, I got to write this guy's number down. And every time he would hand out, a, hand out a business card, he said he would get three or four new clients. I have cool business cards. They have cartoons on them. I'm a cartoonist, you know, they've got cartoons on them. That has never happened with one of my business cards. I mean, I've never had even one person say, you know, I saw your business card. Let's do business. That's not... That's not how, yeah, right? That's not that's, how they go. That's contact but, marketing. So yeah, that's his, new, that's his was a pocket campaign. Yeah, but it's creative. That's the thing, right? So again, there's uh, uh, it's fueled by creativity, contact marketing, and yeah, and that's that's yeah. another thing that I, we we're talking about behind scenes. We we're talking about, you know, I can see, I, I can see there, you know, there's there's this ice cream that it's already lost. It's a real ice oh, cream. Yeah. I think what we were showing. We we're talking about the also the coffee spilled. Yeah, and, this guy. I love to show. Isn't that a crazy thing? Talk to us about where the creativity comes, you know, because this is the thing. You can get creative in so many ways, right? Yeah, you can. You can. And you, by the way, you asked me about the knife campaign. That's by John Rulin, the author of Giftology, another great book and a great author. Great. This guy's very, very smart. And he would give, he used to be a, uh, I guess he still is a distributor or a reseller of Cutco knives. He discovered really early on that if he sent someone, you know, the butcher's, I guess it's the butcher's block, but that block that all the knives are in you know, that, that holds the yep. knives. So we'll call it a butcher's block. I don't know if it is, but anyway, he'd send it with one, with one knife. Well, obviously there are more coming because, you know, there are more slots in the block. So, uh, but he'd send it with one knife and a nice note and, um, and then the next week, another knife would come. And, and of course, you know, the person's not going to keep this in their office. They're going to bring it home and they're going to put it in the kitchen and they're going to watch the collection of knives build in the block. But meanwhile, it, the whole, this whole spectacle involves and engages the person's spouse or partner because they're watching this saying, well, basically what they're saying is, well, when are you going to do business with this person? You know? Because this, they're really clever, and hurry up because I want to just get the rest of the knives. <laughs> the wife is part of the campaign now. <laughs> they became part of the campaign. That's right. That's pretty clever, I think. Uh, incredible, super, super. Because again, that's that was another example of how he ended up achieving, you know, six figures from from how how much did it cost him to do that campaign? So well, say. that one. So that one's those those are expensive, and, and they, they kind of remind me of Dan, Dan Waldschmidt's sword campaign where it costs him a thousand bucks every time he sends a sword, but you know, he's getting a hundred percent response rate to this campaign. He's getting through to these CEOs every time. Um, and not, it's not that every one of them buys from him, but he's a turnaround specialist. So every time he sells an engagement, that's worth a million dollars and up. So it's, you know, it, the cost of the campaign, here's the interesting thing about these. Um, you don't have to spend a lot of I money. Mean, I think this probably will cost you about $25 to do the, the cup, the spilled oh, coffee yeah. cup. But, but, um, but you look at the economics of Dan Waldschmidt's campaign, for example, he's spending $1,000 every time he reaches out to a CEO who has missed, uh, well, who's announced missed earnings estimates. So they're in trouble. 
they need his services. It's a really great trigger, um, a trigger event to base his campaign on. And then he sends out the sword and he gets through to all of them. And, you know, I don't know how many of them, buy. let's say if 10% of them buy, that's a lot of, and each one is worth a million dollars. That's a, it's worth a lot of swords. You know, it's, 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 it's the worth it. The campaign totally works. Worth it. You, so you, so you end up with this really crazy set of metrics. We mentioned earlier that, that campaigns can go to a hundred, up to hundred percent. And, and then in case, some cases they're going into multiples of hundred percent. The ROI on these campaigns goes enormously high. Um, I'll tell you the record in just a second, but I'm just going to say though that you can spend, you can afford to spend more per person because you're not going to a lot of people. You're going to very few people. You're going to just the handful of people relatively that can change the scale of everything. Um, and maybe you're going to spend 10 bucks. Maybe you're going to spend a hundred. Maybe you're going to spend a thousand. One person spent a hundred, I'm sorry, 10,000 to break through to, to one, uh, to one contact in their, in their contact campaign. But the fact is that if you then can monetize those responses, if they're worth a lot to you, then the, the ROI, the return on investment can be just enormous. So the record, I just mentioned it a moment ago, the highest ROI to a contact marketing campaign so far is, that I know of anyway, is 69,500,000%. I mean, that's a number, you, how, how do you even understand a number like that? In fact, I should say that it came from using a, a single um, ad on Facebook that cost $28 to connect with the right buyer at Walmart who, who, and it worked. And, um, and as a result, they ended up, um, they ended up producing a $20 million result from a $28 ad. Everyone's, everyone's now scared so that, like, wait, what? That's wait, the highest. What? So I want to quickly tell listeners right now, please jump into how to get a meeting with anyone podcast and go to that episode where he, where it's 69 million ROI percent. Literally, right? It's a pretty it's, crazy it's story. A, it's a crazy story. And we, we cannot unpack it in just a few minutes. It's, this yeah. needs a full episode. So I truly recommend yeah. you to jump onto that podcast on, on how to get a meeting with anyone. And yeah. man, this is this is amazing. I mean, there's there's so much that we're giving right now to listeners. I think that the one thing that I love to piece it up together um, is for people that are wondering, all right, this sounds awesome. You know, I'm sold. You know, how do I get started? Stu? I have no idea. <laughs> Great interview, but <laughs> well, I, you know, first thing I would say is, I, well, I mean, look, it's it's you could call it a shameless plug, but it's not. I put a lot of work into this, and a lot of people put a lot of work into it actually because of their their campaigns that became the stories in the books. Um, read the books. I mean, you've got to get the books because it's just as you said, it's a, it's an encyclopedia of these of this sort of hidden form of marketing previously i mean people were doing that naturally but there was no or there was no name for it um and now it's called contact marketing and and it's it's something that you can study and you can pick up and so in in um in how to get a meeting with anyone which was the first book that came out there are 20 categories of contact marketing campaign types lots of stuff to read through and say okay i got it i'm gonna this is how i'm gonna do mine and then in get the meeting um, I think there are a dozen more contact marketing campaign types. There are about 65 case studies with photography. So you really get a sense of how to do this and what these things end up looking like and what it looks like to be audacious. Kind of gives you permission to do it. 
you know, it's the stuff you can send is just it's just outrageous. It's like almost it's like really playing cool. pranks. So so that's that that's the first thing I would say is get the books and read them. I mean that's if you do that alone, yeah. it'll change your life. Actually, I agree. I mean, I'm 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 waiting on my get the meeting book, so I, I want to fuse them now together. So I, I would say that's that's a takeaway. You know, like this this two books are a true investment for anyone. So I I, I think that's the best way to to finish it up. And I, this has been golden, golden. So thank you so much <laughs> for for doing this interview with me. Oh, what a pleasure. Uh, so glad to share. I love these stories. You can probably tell. It's a lot of fun. They're great it's stories. It's too much fun, to be honest. Too yeah. much fun. And we could so keep thank going. You so but much. I know you, I know you, you have to get going and get a visit schedule and you truly have to get going. So uh, for, for all listeners, I think we, we left you with a lot of takes um, and you're going to get a lot from the book. So go for it. It's on Amazon. How to get a meeting with anyone plus get the meeting. And I will leave all Stu details on, on the show notes so you can get in contact with him. Again, thank you so much, Stu. Beautiful. Thanks so much. This has been Sales Network One, covering the concepts, the fundamentals, things you've heard others ramble on about, but in an innovative, exciting way that just makes sense. Join Sebastian again on the next episode. Subscribe now so you're first to hear it. And if you really liked it, give us a five-star review or share this episode with a friend. Our website is salesnetworkone.com. Hasta la vista, baby.